0: Start your engines! Entering its seventh season, the Lapped Traffic Podcast has brought you over 300 shows, driver and media interviews, awesome stories and entertainment, and one of the coolest fantasy leagues around. Get ready for another exciting season. Sit back, relax, and try not to get laughed. Now, here's your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 313 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Oh, Al, well, I think you can already tell that my voice is not 100%. So the uh, the tweet I sent out last week was, in fact, legit. Uh, get to that here in a second. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Hope all the fathers out there had a wonderful Father's Day weekend. Definitely enjoyed the day and the weekend myself. Uh, got to play a quick nine-hole Sunday morning, which was Awesome. Five pars, by the way. Just going to throw that out there. Uh, hung out with the fam during the day in the afternoon. In-law, sister, brother-in-law, cousin came over, or niece came over, uh, which was great. Um, you know, after, like I said, after a month off, I didn't plan on taking last week off. However, uh, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, Alden started daycare, uh, which he didn't go one week before he got himself and Lindsay and myself sick. And then that turned into laryngitis somehow um, for where I sounded like a 13-year-old boy going through puberty. So, um, like I said, as you can tell, I'm not 100% back, but I had to get some content out for you guys. Uh, might be a little shorter of a show since uh, we don't have any nascar racing uh to recap so to speak but definitely have some things to talk about like who's going to be in the number four seat next year um and that's all right because i can save my voice a little bit and uh get back to normal and the last couple weeks shows have been out on monday and that might be the new norm we are uh that might help me be able to be more consistent for y'all so uh yeah be on the lookout for monday shows after uh six and a half seasons of doing this thing on tuesdays pretty routinely the occasional monday and or thursday show thrown in the mix but i think monday could be the new time date and time slot for uh this bad boy so uh there's there's that little tidbit of information for everybody so what's coming up tonight? Well, uh, Chris Hacker is going to be back for his third appearance on the show, and uh, we'll just do a brief recap of where we're at across all three series. Uh, like I said, I got a, a couple rando topics to throw in the mix as well, and um, we'll do some live traffic fantasy. So hopefully, I do have a guest lined up for next week already. So there's that, and get back into uh, get back into the groove. As we are into the summer here, and yeah, I'm I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. Glad to have you along for the ride. So yeah, let's get Chris Hacker back on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his third appearance on the show. He's racked up some solid finishes this year in both the Xfinity and Truck Series, the leader of Hack Nation. Welcome back to the show, Chris Hacker. What's up, brother? How are you?
1: Oh, not much, man. I'm doing good. How about
0: you? Awesome, man. Thanks for coming back on. Um, Let's see. Coming off an off weekend, Father's Day weekend, uh, did you get to do anything fun in the off week or this past weekend?
1: Uh, just like I was some buddies, my parents still live out in Indiana, so I wasn't able to spend time with my dad, sadly, but, um, you know, all my other friends, their parents live out of state too. So we were able to spend time together and just, you know, like you said, enjoy the off weekend and Gary for Nashville coming up here soon.
0: Absolutely. So, um, racing wise, it's, it's been kind of a, uh, uh, We'll call it a hodgepodge season so far. We've done some truck racing, some Xfinity racing, a uh, couple runs in the Truck Series. An incredible performance at North Wilkesboro a couple weeks ago. You know, talk about that ride and and uh, you know that that run there.
1: Yeah, uh, it's been it's been a pretty solid year this year for me. I would I would like to say um, North Wilkesboro was was really awesome. Uh, you know, I messed up a lot on qualifying, sadly, and it, it started us in the back. And I mean, I think it wasn't until about like forty, fifty to go, we were a lap down, professional the whole race. We had a mishap on on pit road, which put us a lap down, but we got the lucky dog. And I think I was sitting like maybe like eighteenth, sixteenth, eighteenth, coming to the green white checkered, and then lucky was able to get uh, the P twelve there across the line, and so. North Wolfboro is awesome though. It's honestly probably one of my favorite tracks to to go to now. I just love how the how it races and how it wears every tire so much. It's a very driver oriented racetrack.
0: Sure. You know, and that's you know, that's it's funny. I was talking about on the show uh, a little bit ago just in terms of the types of tracks that drivers and the fans like, and it's the it's the one that the drivers got to do something right, and I that, that's sim- oversimplifying the process to the nth degree. Yep. I understand, but you know those are the tracks that we're we're seeing the competition at, and we're seeing the good racing. So uh, I'm glad you you, you use that because that's what we see at places like Darlington. That's what we see, obviously, at, at like the road courses. Um, what was it like, you know, you're a young guy, Chris, you know, just knowing the history behind North Wilkesboro to, to go out there and compete, uh, you know, in, in the first race that, you know, we haven't seen there in such a long time.
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Um, I mean, I, I've i never watched Racer, obviously, in my life. Um, but, you know, like growing up, I'm sure my dad did on TV and stuff like that. So just to be able to, like, you know, kind of be – a part of the younger generation of NASCAR and being a part of what's bringing back the older generation of NASCAR is, is kind of cool to tie in together. Um, I wouldn't really say I'm, I'm like a lot of other drivers. I, I'd say I'm pretty edgy and stuff like that. So it was, it was just kind of cool to say that I was a part of, of something that had so much, you know, history and, and such a story behind it.
0: Awesome. No, for sure. I uh, How could you not? Right. Um, how uh, what was what was what's prep like for something like that when, you know, there, there's not recent film to watch. You've never been there before. How do you get ready for something like that?
1: Yeah, so I spent a lot of time on the simulator with iRacing stuff, um, but honestly, it was nothing like how it was on iRacing. Um, every other track I've been to so far has been pretty close, um, but North Wilkesboro is just a whole a whole different thing. Um, and I was a little worried about that, but so uh, they had the lay model races coming up before the the NASCAR weekend and stuff like that. So I went to a couple of those just to kind of watch. Um, obviously, the late models and the trucks don't exactly drive the same, but being able to see the track like in person did help a lot before I got in it for practice. Um, luckily, we did have a longer practice that did help a lot, too. And, you know, just just trying to, you know, see, see what's going on. Just just being in the environment helps a lot uh,
0: before getting into the seat. Absolutely. Um, then you raced a gateway. Um, talk about what happened there going from the 30 truck to the O2 truck.
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, we just, we, we, we needed to run St. Louis and we had the opportunity to, in the O2 truck, which I'm super thankful for, for York's Motorsports giving me the opportunity. Um, it's just like switching these teams around. It, 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 just like can kind of bear on you mentally once you get into like a routine and then having to switch it back up. It I wouldn't say it's like such a huge factor, but you know, it, it does play a part, um, Having to learn how they do things, you know, having to meet new faces again, yada yada yada.
0: In a um, short time span, too, right?
1: E- yeah, yeah, it was a very, very short time span. Um, you know, but we we did good. I think we we're sitting like I uh, don't, I don't even know. Like maybe like an easily top twenty in, in practice. Maybe like maybe top fifteen. I can't remember honestly. We had a mishap in practice. that ended our session early. Um, we had an oil line blow, but. We were able to get it back up and going for qualifying. Uh, I messed up myself a little bit on qualifying and had a pretty good start of the race. And then, uh, you know, just one thing after another, we just had bad luck on our side that weekend. And, and you know, we were able to finish the race, but not where we should have um, overall. You know, I was running top 15 lap times throughout the whole race, but just, like I said, bad luck was on our side. And so we weren't able to show it on the finish. But, um, you know, it was fun. It was fun to go back to St. Louis. That's where I made my debut in the truck series. So yeah. it was it was to go back there.
0: Cool, good deal, man. What's next in the truck series? Anything coming up, truck series side?
1: Uh, next one for trucks is going to be IRP right now. Um, you know, if there's some openings beforehand, then I'll definitely try to hit them. But uh, locked in for now is going to be IRP.
0: And who are you going to run that with?
1: Um, that one we're we're still ironing it out, okay. but uh, so I can't really say no yet. Worries. But, no but worries.
0: No worries. <laughs> yeah, no i got you no worries there irp you know that's another one of those tracks right that that's one of them driver you know got to show off the talent type tracks
1: uh, oh yeah irp is is up on my top three list uh i grew up running lay models there every now and then um and so for the trucks to be able to go back last year and then come again this year it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool it, it means a lot to race somewhere like in my hometown that i've been able to do before um then I like just being like the indie, the normal indie race. I I enjoy the short tracks a lot. I think that's where I'm able to perform my best at so far. So just being able to go back there is gonna be really fun.
0: That's awesome, man. And then earlier this year, back in April, you made your debut in the Xfinity Series, uh, finished 14th at Richmond, which is again awesome. Um, <laughs> you know what was it like making the switch from truck to your first Xfinity race, and and talk about how that uh, you know ride came together.
1: Yeah, so uh, I work with Joe a lot, and he obviously drives the 38 for Ryan City Racing and stuff like that, so whenever he had his Gibbs ride at Richmond, um, you know, luckily he gave me the opportunity to hop in the seat for him, and, and so did the Seeks, so I was able to get in a seat, um, you know, a lot of a lot of racing prep again, um, you know, a lot of film work and stuff like that, just sitting down with everybody, trying to break down on how the race should go, and um, I'm sorry. There was a weather alert. Uh,
0: <laughs> <No worries. laughs>
1: anyways, um, it was, it was, I don't know. It was, it was weird. Cause you know, like, like going into it, I'm used to the truck. So I didn't know how the Xfinity cars would really handle except, you know, from just what I was learning on iRacing. But, you know, I went in there with a lot of confidence knowing that I'd be with a good team, but still a lot of nerves with it being my debut Xfinity start. And, and then once I learned that practicing qualifying was canceled and all that, I was like, okay, well, now the nerves are up even a little bit more. Right. So now it's real green. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I was like, okay, we're just gonna hop in and go at it. So, um, you know, the first the first stage was mainly just learning the car and stuff like that. Um, we were fighting, being a little bit tight off center exit uh, towards the beginning, and after the second stage, we were able to get some long runs in, which. Helped me out a lot. Uh, I was able to be conservative on my tires and start making late run passes. Um, and yeah, we, we we crossed the line and he told me P14, and I was like, I was, I was like, are you sure? I was like, you, 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 you want to re-look at that? Thing? I was like, are you sure? And he was like, yeah. I was like, well, sweet. I was like, that's that's awesome. You know, it was it was really cool to to be able to show the the that I was like, you know, able to compete with these other guys and stuff like that. Um, but so far. Unless unless something happens, which I I doubt it will. So far, Xfinity cars are definitely more fun to drive to me. I I think I think you know they're a lot more driver orientated. You know, just like how short tracks are. But sure. you're able, you know, if you're if you're tight on exit with the Xfinity cars, you know, you can give it a little bit more throttle and break the rear end a little bit and stuff like that. You don't really have the opportunity to do it in the trucks. So sure. Xfinity cars are definitely my favorite.
0: So I mean, I just gotta go back. I just have to hammer home the impressiveness to. Like Chris said, you know, there was no practice. There was no qualifying. It's his debut at Richmond, which is a challenging track. And to, to go out there and just, you know, like slam dunk a, a, you know, a P14, that's freaking awesome, man. That's, that's very <laughs> cool. Um, what was it like working with Steve Addington for that race as your crew chief? Obviously, uh, a, a ton of experience and a bunch of wins coming from him. Uh, what's it like when you get to work with a veteran crew chief like that?
1: Yeah, it was it was really cool actually. Uh, when I first met him, you know, I was trying to give my, you know, best first impression towards him and stuff like that. Obviously I'm a young kid and he's been in this industry for a while. So uh, when I first met him, I honestly don't think he was really feeling me too much. Um, you know, I think he's just like, Okay, he's another kid, he's gonna get in the race car. Sure. Do, do whatever, yada yada yada. But, you know, we started getting into the race. I was giving a lot of feedback as much as I could and we were making adjustments and you know, under cautions, I like to, you know, kind of play around a little bit to help like soften the mood with everything. So I like crack a little joke here and there, stuff like that. But um, you know, after the race, he came up and he had like a big smile on his face. And he was like, he was like, you know, good job. Like I'm actually yeah. impressed. And I was like, I was like, that means a lot. Like coming from you, man. I was, I was like, that means a lot. So um, he's a really, really smart guy. He, he knows what he's doing. And, and to be able to had the opportunity to work with him was was really humbling, honestly.
0: That's awesome, man. Very cool. What's uh any any Xfinity uh, plans in the future for the rest of the year?
1: Uh, yeah we we have we have another one coming up soon. Uh, we haven't really talked about it yet, so it's still on the down low. But yeah, we we will have another one coming awesome. up eventually. Here,
0: very cool, very cool. Excited <laughs> to see that, um, Chris. I want to wrap with uh, the fact that Forbes Magazine did a piece on you. I, I'm sure you saw that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. did they tell you like I I read it and it looked like there were quotes but I wasn't sure if they were quotes that you did with them or if they were quotes that they pulled from something else so you know mm. t- tell me about it.
1: Yeah so Emily from Morgan Morgan she's been doing an awesome job you know trying to help me get my story out there with you know um, things that are like kind of outside of racing um, just just to the to general public on uh, with my brachial plexus injury and and so, um, you know, she was able to tie it up and it was, it was weird, man. I mean, I don't even know my parents know yet. I don't think I sent it to them, <laughs> but like when she sent me like the little link, I was like, I like wipe my eyes a little bit and like, and like reread it. I was like, Forbes. I was like, Oh, I was like, okay. But, uh, yeah, we sat down with him we were talking to him. It was, it was like a little zoom call and stuff like that. Um, you know, but it was, it was, it was really awesome. Uh, I was, I would always, Tell my friends that my biggest flex uh, in my racing career was my check mark on Instagram. But now I would probably have to say that being in an article on Forbes is probably my new biggest flex. So, uh, so yeah, that was really awesome. I can't I can't thank the Morgan & Morgan people enough for for hooking that up for me and and just you know helping me out with my racing career in every which way. It's, it was really cool.
0: That's awesome. I love it. and I'm gonna I you know i put together a little soundbite teaser for social media i will definitely be snipping that little 30 second blurb <laughs> there for that for sure so. yeah that's sweet oh, i love it i love it chris uh anything you want to plug follow or uh sponsors anything you want to give a shout out to real quick
1: yeah just morgan and morgan honestly they're they're you know they're a huge blessing to my life um i've said it before and i'll say it again like i Probably still want to be a race car driver nowadays without them. And honestly, I would not have made my Xfinity debut yet without them. So um, with them just helping me out, like getting onto the track and stuff like that, I, it, I, I can't thank them enough. Um, you know, Alex, Dan Morgan, John Morgan, Jack Cook, he's the head birth injury lawyer at Morgan Morgan. He does a great job with kids with brachial plexus injuries and stuff like that. Um, you know, Naplesdale, Joey, April, all the SGR people, they, I can't thank them enough. Um, and then last, but certainly not least, my parents, you know, for everything they've done for me in my life and, and getting me to where I'm at today. So, so it's just, just, yeah, it's been a very, very blessed life and and hopefully we can, we can keep on going after it.
0: I love it, man. Well, listen, thank you so much for uh, coming back on the show and filling everybody in with what's been going on. And, uh, Look forward to talking with you down the road, man.
1: Well, yeah, I appreciate it a bunch. Thank
0: you. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. Take it easy.
1: All right. You too. Bye-bye. See
0: All right. Great to catch back up with Chris. Let's do just some resets of where we're at across the series here. All three series are back this weekend at Nashville after uh, the truck's having a couple, couple weekends off. And I know I hit on this. The, uh, the last show, but I, it still just blows my mind how there's only four more races in the regular season truck series, and uh, yet somehow they're still going to finish in November with everybody else. So uh, Nashville this weekend, Mid-Ohio, trucks put on a great race at Mid-Ohio. Trucks have been putting on a great race at Pocono as well, and then things close out for the regular season in the truck series at Richmond, which... I mean that's Richmond's been a toss-up across all the series. I feel like so we'll see what that one brings there, um, and then we've got the Xfinity Series back at Nashville again. You know I feel like we have this same conversation every year to where you know midway through the the and we're not even midway through the summer is our is our playoff field set in the Xfinity Series. You know last year uh, we got uh, a spoiler with Jeremy Clements. Could he do that same thing again this year? He's back in nineteenth in the standings, so that's a good possibility there as there's a couple more road courses on the mix, which he I believe he won at Daytona, I think, too. So it wasn't even a road course that he got it done at last year. Ryan Sieg's on the outside looking in. Jeb Burton, Brandon Jones. So there are definitely a handful of guys that are that are outside the playoff uh, grid, if you will, or the cut line, that uh, are definitely going to want to have a say at this thing before it's all said and done. But, um, you know, uh, John Hunter, Austin Hill, Justin Allgaier, obviously your usual suspects. Sammy Smith, rookie in eighth. That's uh, maybe something people didn't expect to see him so high on the standings. Uh, Daniel Hemrick. I tell you, since he won the damn championship, he just has not found rhythm. I feel like you know he's he's on the on the cusp there as well. So, you know, maybe it's not fully set, but uh, we'll 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 see what the Xfinity series it's been bringing us great racing. That's that's the that's the awesome part of it, and uh, we'll just have to see what kind of shakeup there still is. Um, over on the cup side of things, Martin Truex Jr. leading the points uh, and, and up there with wins. Two wins after, uh, you know, uh, it's a bounce back year, obviously, for Martin Truex Jr. You know, talks about is he going to be at uh, Toyota next year. All crazy things there. And we still got a bunch of guys looking for their first win of the year. Chastain, Harvick, uh, Busher Keselowski, you know, uh, Keselowski still looking for his first win with RFK. Uh, Bubba Wallace in 15th. Uh, Bowman, I can't believe Bowman doesn't have a win yet. Uh, granted, he missed a couple races. Uh, Suarez without a win and on the outside of the playoff grid at the moment. Uh, Ty Gibbs, McDowell, and uh, you know Austin Sindrick. Uh, You know, he's all the way back in 21st, which is which is crazy. That team's definitely been struggling a little bit, maybe even since their Daytona win uh, when he won a couple years ago. So uh, we'll see what happens coming out of Nashville this weekend. Lots of buzz, lots of talk around the Chicago Street course. Uh, who knows what that is going to bring us, which kind of leads me into uh, my what, what normally is the segment to ask you guys some questions, but we're going to we're going to call it the silly season segment this week. And, and that is to kind of go over what are the probably the two main major headlines coming out of NASCAR, and that is the potential that we will not be returning to the Bristol dirt race uh, next year. And all of God's people said Amen. um i mean i'm pretty happy about that i i i assume just based on seeing twitter uh from the followers of the show and in general that most of the nascar fan base has got to be pretty happy about that the question the million dollar question then becomes well where do we go and is it another you know does bristol keep two races do we get a spring race do they go somewhere else? And and here's here's my thought on on that. Bristol's obviously iconic. Uh, it's it's one of the tracks. Years ago, I would you know when we were talking about the the big schedule changes that were coming, it would have been one of the tracks that I'm like, no, Bristol needs two races, um, and I, I, I still would agree to that. However, um, if we're not going to change the package of the car to where the racing will be better uh we're not going to go throw a hundred thousand people in there in in march or april whenever they decide to do the spring race it's typically uh been april right around easter the last couple of years with the dirt race you know if we're not going to pack it with a hundred thousand with the current package and the racing's not going to be that great because they don't want to or they can't change whatever the case may be around the rules package that's a whole different conversation for another day um then I, I think you have to go somewhere else with it from a fan perspective. Anyways, we love short track racing. We love road course racing. Uh, you know, I think there's a good mix of style tracks on the schedule f- from across even the, the, the super speedways intermediates, all of that. I, th- I think we have a good mix. It's just a matter of, can we get some better quality racing at some of these tracks that should be producing for us? And like I said, if they're not going to make changes to the car, then then let's go somewhere to where we can either let's go to a new market that's just going to draw uh, people into into the venue and viewership on the TV because it's new. Let's do that. Worst case situation, uh, or let's go somewhere that you know we we know will produce some better racing. Where is that? I I don't know. Uh, you know, I wonder if they might do the Coliseum. Uh, you know, that would be interesting since there's the inability to pit, all that kind of stuff. Um, the the uh, clash to kick the season off before Daytona. Uh, this year wasn't as good as I felt it was in its uh, inaugural uh, performance there. So, you know, all, all speculation, obviously. Um, but I just think if we're not going to change the car, you know, let's go somewhere else. You know, once we get it back, the you know, from a, a, a competition perspective, for the short tracks, I will go to bat all day, every day. That Bristol deserves two races a year, but um, in 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 the in the meantime, um, I'm not opposed to going somewhere else. What are your guys' thoughts? Um, I might even bring this back up next week. Uh, if, if there's some response and feedback on that and uh, read some of your guys' responses. But there's, there's my take there. The other tidbit of information is that supposedly Stuart House Racing is going to be having a uh, media uh, thing on Wednesday to announce Josh Berry replacing the four of Kevin Harvick. Um, you know, I, I knew the, uh, the inevitability was coming at some point in time and you know i've just been secretly you know biting my nails hoping that you know oh you know what i'm gonna come back one more year you know something right and uh, i knew i knew that wasn't going to happen but you know a, a fan can dream right anyways what do i feel about josh Berry? i love josh Berry. uh i think he he Lit the world on fire with his uh, Martinsville win a couple of years ago, with uh, you know Junior Motorsports filling in part time, and has has done great things. And it's it's not the flashy name, um, you know. It's it's not a Chase Elliott. It's it's not a Kyle Busch. It's it's not any. It's not a name like that. Um, but there's a lot of talent there, um, and I I wonder if that's the move that they're going to make which i think it's a smart move i wonder what the next few pieces to fall in line once Elmarola is gone you know who do they start replacing josh barry's you know a, somewhat of a veteran right he's been in a race car for a very long time even outside you know look past his nascar career um He's someone that can provide knowledge. He's someone that I think could provide, you know, that mentorship, uh, you know, especially if Rodney sticks around, um, you know, this could be the, the rebuild that SHR needs to maybe get back to winning ways and to rebuild the stable, if you will. So I don't hate it. It's not flashy. And a lot of times the non-flashy moves end up being the right move. So uh, I am very excited to see what Josh Berry is going to potentially be able to do in the number four car more to have on the number four as the year winds up uh as as you guys know very passionate number four fan for the win uh well before the podcast and all of that so uh, i'm sure there'll be some some tears and onions cut before this thing is is all said and done all right, everybody, let's do a little lap traffic uh, f- social media real quick. Make sure you check out the website, thelap Facebook, the lap podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at lap PC. Leave a review, tell your friends, and don't forget I've got free stickers and koozies. All you have to do is DM me at me uh, go to the contact page on the website, the lab traffic Fill it out with your name and address and I will send one out for free. That's all you gotta do. Very simple. Go share, go show some of that lap traffic love, uh, at the racetrack on the weekend by the grill with your buddies, uh, with a, uh, awesome free koozie. So there you have that. Uh, normally this would be the time that we're doing catching up with lap traffic, talking to a fan that's been at this past weekend's race, but, uh, there were no races to be had this past weekend, so uh, yeah, it's uh, time to close this thing out with a little lap traffic fantasy. I tell you what, it was it was nice not having to log picks this past week. Not even gonna sh- not even gonna shy away from that that aspect. Um, Just a reminder, get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time this Thursday for Nashville. Keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LTFantasy. Uh, let's see. I think last week or two weeks ago, we had Andrew on who won Segment 1. We'll do a quick recap here of where we're at in Segment 2. Uh, in first place in Segment 2 is Kurt Brockman, 372. Jonathan Lilly in second. Michael Mason in third, Kristen Haglund fourth, uh, Andrew Studwell in fifth, Dan Sherwood sixth, Matthew Luddington in seventh, uh, Matthew Kendrick in eighth, and Mark Luddington in ninth, and Dalton Brooks wraps out our top ten in segment two. Cumulative, I'm going to read through the top 16, even though we've expanded it uh, this year. So beyond 16, we'll make the first cut of the playoffs, but here are our top 16 as they stand. In first with 1527, Jonathan Lilly. Second, 1525, Henry Fletcher. Third, Andrew Yu, 1515. Ben Wilson in fourth, 1492. John Etwinsel in fifth, 1479. Dan Sherwood six, 1424. Kevin Hahn in seventh, 1422. Logan Cummins eight, 1421. Gr. Davison's in ninth with 1420. Pete Curvin in tenth with 1417. Look at that, just 10 points separate first through tenth overall. Uh, yours truly is in 11th 1413 scott boys in 12th with 1412 along with steven dfs nascar guy uh, michael nebbia in 13th with 1411 kristen Hogland 14th 1409 jumpy bob in 15th with 1405 and mick rose is 16th with 1398 uh, bonus points. Andrew, u has got 10. Lisa, Matthew Kendrick, Pete Curvin, all have seven. Benton Wilson, Jumpy Bob, G.R. Davidson, Henry Fletcher, Jonathan Lilly, Matt Dombrowski, Patty Coy, and Robert Riggs all have six. And it goes on down from there. All right. I think it's time to do some picks. Uh, Lat Traffic Fantasy, we are headed back to Nashville for just the third time in the Cup Series. And, you know... We went back a long, well, not we went back a long time ago, but they raced there a long time ago in the Xfinity Series, Truck Series, all of that. Uh, Since we've been racing there for the Cup Series, HMS and Chevy have both victories, um, with a lot of your favorites still looking for their first win in 2023. Nashville would be a pretty cool spot to get that checkered flag. Who can hold the momentum as we get deeper into Segment 2 of Lat Traffic Fantasy? We'll find out this weekend, but first... It is time for my picks in the truck series. I am going to play it safe and go with I'm playing it safe all across the board. FYI, trucks, number 38, Zane Smith, Xfinity Series, going with number 20, John Hunter Nemechek, and in the cup race, I am going to go with the five of Kyle Larson. So there you have my picks. Hopefully, we'll get somebody on next week after uh, we get this weekend's racing in. And there you have it. I am going to go drink a hot toddy and rest this voice. Um, sorry for the short show, but, uh, you know, we didn't have a whole lot to talk about this week. So hopefully next week, back to the usual shenanigans. That is going to do it for episode 313 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lab Traffic PC. Huge thanks to Chris Hacker for calling into the show today and that's what i sound like my voice is doing right now don't get caught chasing the lucky dog tune in each and every week to the lab traffic podcast see ya